Welcome to On Air, the podcast from leading probate genealogists, Finders International, with your host, David Lockwood. Welcome back to the second episode of On Air with Yusufa Hazara of Erwin Mitchell. You'll remember in the last episode we discovered her love of cricket. What we're talking about now is about international travel and where she works. So is she based at home or does she get to travel? So we are a national firm, but as I said, the the London team deals primarily with international clients. So 80% of our clients have um, are probably either UK resident or non-domiciles. Again, excuse the legal jargon, but most of them will have a UK connection, but they might necessarily be from the UK. Um, So they might have assets here, they might have children here growing up or... um, or vice versa, they might be living here, but they have connections outside of the UK. So we help with both scenarios. And in terms of traveling, um, we're quite lucky because yes, um, I think when I was speaking to some of my colleagues at um, law school, whenever we talk about our areas, they're, they're always, everyone sees law as quite glamorous. And I think mm. it can be within this area <laughs> because you're not just sat behind you, um, your computer. So I've already had a number of trips this year. I've been to um, a couple of jurisdictions, whether it's visiting clients or whether it's just going in to build your relationships with other lawyers. Because, as I said, we're a national firm, so we need trusted advisors in local jurisdictions. So we need to be able to have the confidence in them to then recommend or refer our clients to them. So there is a lot of traveling. Um, I've got one uh, coming up to Israel should be nice um so that would be going in four days to meet with some clients and also build on existing relationships and contacts um and it suits me quite well because um as i said uh, with every every element of my background is quite international yeah and i do think that's important because you also end up understanding your clients you know what background they come from you've got that intelligence to be able to know what's right etiquette for one jurisdiction what's what's not right um, and it definitely helps in uh, you understanding your client which is the key thing obviously and i, I know you work very closely with uh, louise from uh, from our company uh, on the international yeah. side because obviously international assets and things like that do you find it um difficult to, to to deal with the different jurisdictions and applying british law to to various things and balancing all of that so it can get quite complex, which is why um, only a small number of firms probably specialise in that, because mm. it is a different technique you need to have. You need to be able to um, give your clients that one-stop shop, which could be you, and then all these various jurisdictions that they're dealing with. So the likes of Louise, Finders International, are very helpful because you can't do everything. So you might be the lawyer advising on the English succession laws but you're not the main person on the grounds doing that work, yeah. which is why collaborative working and working alongside uh, Finders and Louise and, you know, other trusted advisors in the local jurisdictions is uh, really helpful. Yeah. And without them, you can you could probably not do your job just based in, in London uh, because they can be complex and there are different rules. So some jurisdictions apply for stairship rules. Others, they might not be land registry titles to properties. Uh, the U.S. has its own extra administrative formalities for yeah. certain um, assets. So having somebody that knows, and at the end of the day, the key is to flag where you need help to the client. So you say to the client, we think this is going to be an issue in the U.S., therefore we need to outsource this to 
finders or whoever. Yeah. And then they the work gets delegated, but at the end of the day, the client still has you as their advisor and you're giving out bits of work to make sure that at the end of the day, the advice is consolidated and then they go back. They have one answer at the end. So you've not had to go to centre point and stand there waiting for an apostille to be stamped or anything like that? <laughs> uh, luckily not. And um, that's where Louise comes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's helped me a couple of times with uh, a couple of times with uh, apostille and um, yeah, certifying and everything else with the FCDO. Yeah, it's um, I had to do that many years ago myself, and uh, that was a day. Day I won't forget, let's say, just stood there waiting for that to be stamped as <laughs> just one piece of paper. But it, it makes such a difference when you get that one piece of paper stamped and that opens the door for you, doesn't it? Exactly. So uh, recently I did one with Louise where we um, got a document apostille for Turkey. Yeah. So that was quite um, good. She made the job really easy. And then the document went to Turkey and we never um, really had any other issues with it because it's that stamp that they're after. Yeah. And it's knowing who to go to to make sure that's uh, done efficiently, because doing that kind of work, at, um, you know, in-house is not going to work. So it's good to have uh, people that you can go to directly and it gets done efficiently and really quickly. Because a lot of the time things are at a fast pace. Clients been waiting or sadly the disease that died, you know, a couple of years ago. And now the work's become quite urgent because yeah. it's the point of transferring assets. So it um, comes in handy. So it sounds like you have a, a really, really busy job and, and a varied job, but a very interesting job. But um, we probably, I'm, I'm going to ask you this, but I probably know what the, the answer is. So when you're not at work, okay. is it cricket all the time when you relax <laughs> or is it other things as well? <laughs> so because I do like my sports a lot, um, during uh, April to September, I do play a lot of tennis. Right. Um, so I use that to kind of um, get myself physically fit and, um, and I play with other members at the local, um, I keep saying cricket, at the local tennis club. And then, yeah, April to September is also a busy time because that's when all the cricket matches are. So when I can, uh, during winter times, when there is no cricket in the UK, yeah. I try and use most of my annual leave to go and watch England abroad. Um so I've done a couple of cricket World Cups, a um, couple of trips to Barbados. But it's if you have the passion, I mean, yeah. there's no point going on holiday and sitting on a beach when you can watch cricket. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell my wife that, please? Because I want to do that one day. <laughs> she likes sitting on beaches and... Uh, I'd like no, to I'd to, love yeah. that, but only if it's yeah. got like a ground at the front. Oh, that would be that would be yeah, heaven. That would it? be ideal. Barbados, yeah, <laughs> yeah. One day on the beach, stay stay down the ground. That would be fantastic. Is there anything? I mean, apart from tennis, is there anything else you do to relax? Do you read at all? Or yeah, so I like uh, reading. I read uh, fictional books as well as uh, it's mostly cricketers' autobiographies, really? to be honest. Okay. Because yeah, it sounds really sad, but I think most of my life has revolved around cricket. Um, I also do a lot of um, uh, flamenco dancing. Really? It's something that I've recently wow. taken up. Okay. Yeah, I do like, um, yeah, I do like, I think it's just, it's a solo dance, which is nice because I tried mm. salsa for six months. It was good, but, but you need to be present every few weeks. And I couldn't quite commit to that. So flamenco is a solo dance you can go in. It can be in twos as well, but normally you can just turn up to the classes. Yeah. So I do that. So I'm always trying to find ways of um, doing different things. I like trying new things. Um, 
and flamenco is the recent one and um like when i went to spain um in the summer i actually did a full-on workshop which was really good and again it helps with your physical and mental well-being you meet different people yeah and it's a group and you all just dance together and have lots of fun that that sounds um that sounds Interesting. I'm not. I'm not a dance fan. I have to say, my my colleagues will will tell you that uh, <laughs> one very drunk night, uh, many or well, a few years ago, we ended up in a salsa club, and uh, I, I've got two left feet. Best left at home, let's say. So the advice probably you'd say to me is um, uh, what? <laughs> so someone said to me when I first started dancing salsa, they said, um, even if you can't do it, just look confident. <laughs> and if you look confident, you people will think you can dance. So that's the motto that I've taken to every single thing that I've tried. Just look confident, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. So that leads us into the, the, the final question, really. What's the best advice you've ever been given? It can't be that. It's got to be something else other than, you know, look confident when you're dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. This came from my father and it's been instilled in me um, for many years. It's about knowledge. So he always used to say to me, Whatever you do, keep building your knowledge. Knowledge helps you grow as a person. So whether that is professionally or personally. So, and even with that throughout my career, that's exactly what I have practiced. So I see my career as a marathon. Um, I'm a sponge at every stage of my career, whether I'm senior, junior, or, you know, just a newly NQ, a newly qualified solicitor. Be a sponge, obtain as much knowledge as you can. No knowledge is bad knowledge because it will come useful at any point. And I say that to the juniors at Erwin Mitchell, whenever they ask me, um, you know, what's your tip for a long career in law? I always say to them, keep learning because you can never have enough knowledge. Your status, your title, everything can be taken away from you, but the knowledge will stay with you forever. And that's, um, again... I think my career shows that um, that's exactly what I've been doing. So I've been trying new things, um, international tax. I didn't really qualify into this when I went to uh, first to become a solicitor. Um, it's something that I've gained over time and it's just enjoying that knowledge, the ability to learn and it's different. And every day you're faced with different problems and you're just, you're just constantly learning. And Life as a lawyer means you have to be a lifelong student because the law keeps changing, especially in tax. Yeah. It changes every other day. Well, <laughs> depends <laughs> on the budgets, but <laughs> so um, things keep changing. And as long as you have your knowledge, you'll go quite far. And then everything else will just come in time. So your title, your status, whatever else, um, it comes in time. But at the same time as you're doing that, keep an eye on your health because it's your health that. Um, enables you to do all of this without that you know most of us wouldn't be able to do what we're doing yeah um, yeah so that's my biggest tip I'd say keep learning and keep growing and, and you're never too old at <laughs> any point in your life you're never too old to learn <laughs> so there's there's hope for me to to learn flamenco dancing <laughs> then or something like that no Definitely. trust me trust we'll me pass dance session coming up uh, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I think I'll pass on that because I, I really can't dance. And but but there we go. Um, some some great advice there. So yeah, sponge. Be a sponge. Just take everything in. That's probably a great piece of advice, especially to somebody that's just starting out in law. Yeah, definitely. Keep learning. Keep even if it's just soft skills. Sit with your mm. 
um, seniors in the law firm just learn from how do they take a phone call. When I first started um, uh, my training contract, I was put in a room with a partner and the call, my phone went and I had no idea what to say because <laughs> obviously I had some work experience, but it wasn't anything of that nature where I was client facing. And then I saw what he was doing over time and then gradually you start learning. So be a sponge forever in your career because there are no one knows everything and nobody's perfect. So you need to be continuously growing and you learn something from everyone every day. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. You Nobody knows everything. And the one thing that when, when I was in deputyship was it was something different every day you 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 had a different challenge yeah. every day and that that really kept you kept you going kept you on the ball didn't it doesn't it, it keep you know change is 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 good you know a lot of people are very yeah. frightened of change but actually change is a good thing yeah and it enables you to step outside of your comfort zone because unless you change and you do that thing you don't know what you're good at so I think there's definitely still a chance for you in salsa and flamenco because <laughs> you don't know you could have that hidden talent. <laughs> You've not seen me dance, trust me, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, the alliteration flamenco yeah. with finders. That look, that's a good marketing tool. <laughs> we could, yeah, we could have a group. Yeah, yeah, that's we've we've got a um we've got a, a group um. Uh, events team that are starting to, to work on stuff now for, for, for the team and everything like that. So okay. who knows that may, may make it, make an appearance. Strictly so. come find us. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, don't give daddy ideas, please. Um, thank you so, so much for joining thank us. Thank you, Dave. That's brilliant. And look after yourself and, um, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you again, you know, never know in, in, in later time, but enjoy your cricket. Safa, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. Thank you for listening to On Air. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast as we'll be bringing you another episode next month. For more information on our services, visit our website www.findersinternational.co.uk or call us on 020 7490 4935.